Welcome everyone to the Million Vegan Grandmothers podcast. And I today have the privilege and honor to introduce Susan Hargraves, the founder of Animal Hero Kids. And I know she's in the middle of rebranding, so she can talk a little bit about that. And, you know, Susan, when I first um, developed an online presence in my vegan community, you were one of the first faces I've seen. And I was in such awe of watching you interview the children and really give children a voice that might have not been born in a vegan family, but decided to become vegan and supported the entire family in a very non-judgmental way. So I'm so pleased to have you here today. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure to be here talking to you. And I'm curious where you, where you saw, where you first saw, I'm always trying to track where we are most effective and Animal Hero Kids unites children and teens from all over the world. So they know they're not the only vegans in the school and that they're not powerless. And we are morphing to be an animal hero because as everybody knows, probably once, once someone is 12 years old, they don't want to be thought of as a kid anymore. Mm. So that we get an exodus, like you calling me a kid, I'm a teenager. And then also um, a lot of adults think, oh, being an animal hero, that's not for me. That message is not for me. It's for kids. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we don't want to um, restrict anyone from our message. So now it's going to be, be an animal hero to all species of animals. <laughs> you are an animal hero extraordinaire, Susan. Thank you. Thank you for the work. So would you Tell us a little bit about your history. And I, I've heard a little bit before and marking where I heard you originally speak, I'm pretty sure it was at one of the Climate Healers Convergences. Yes. Oh, very good to know. Terrific. Yes. Yeah, those are lovely. Uh, there's, I love the Climate Healers. They do such good work. Well, when I was nine years old, which was a while ago now, <laughs> I was taken into a chicken hatchery because I love animals so much. My aunt Alwyn thought, oh, I'm going to take you to work today when we're on holiday. Um, and you can see all the baby chicks being hatched. And so off I went with her and she, she was a receptionist. She said, just go through that door right there. And I opened this door in this big metal sort of building. And there was these conveyor belts and there was people... Uh, sorting the chicks who had just hatched and putting all the males in these big bins that had these pipes from at the bottom of them and they were gassing and suffocating the all the male chicks as soon as they're hatched and I went over to the bins and they were crawling out some were trying to crawl out from the bodies of the other dead ones and and I was horrified stepped back looked at this huge room and looked to the adult in the room to stop it, to help, and realized that this was just every day for them. This was business as usual. And that was a shock. You might say that was my shell that cracked that day, the shell of assuming that, that um, oh, everything must be all right because we've always done it this way. And this is, this is, you know, this is, life nobody would actually really be purposely cruel to an animal unless they were like you know a psychopath and that was a big lesson and uh 
I came full circle last summer. We were doing a Veganza Animal Heroes book tour and ended up back in on that same land where the hatchery used to be, which is now a multi-use buildings at the hatcheries closed. And I did a presentation as Veganza Animal Hero to the school that is on on the grounds. That's so beautiful. yeah, I know. And it's so funny. And my aunt Alwyn drove me there because I was on a holiday in West Yorkshire in Hebden, outside of Hebden Bridge, West Yorkshire, and she drove me there. So it was so funny. So many years later, I'm 64. I don't know. I can't do the math. I'm going to be 64 in July. So however many years later, what is that? 50 something years later. Mm -hmm, 55. Yeah. And, and evolve. it just shows how the world is evolving, that this chicken hatchery is now closed down and all these buildings are being used for like uh, independent businesses that are not harming animals. Mm. You know, so. That's so great. It's, uh, it's, uh, change is happening. And my lifelong goal has been to help propel that change forward by opening people's eyes to what is really happening to other animals behind the slaughterhouse walls, in the transport trucks, in the forests where people are hunting, in laboratories, um, at circuses, in zoos. There are so many animals being harmed, confined, uh, that generally people don't think about it because they just assume everything must be okay. And they are sort of like those workers at the chicken hatchery that day. It was business as usual. But then something happens. They discover something. They may discover an animal hero video of kids singing about a vegan world. Or they may read one of my books. Um, I've done three so far. One is Animal Hero Kids, Voices for the Voiceless. And it's uh, won a Skipping Stone Honor Award. And I'll go into the schools and do school assemblies all about children rescuing animals, all species of animals, not just dogs and cats or wildlife. And because many people think when they think of rescuing animals, they just think of dogs and cats or maybe elephants and they forget about, well, they ignore the most abused group of animals in the world, which are uh, factory farmed animals. So uh, every after every school assembly, the school gets a copy of this book uh, for their library. Yes, so who knows what may happen to someone where they'll see something and they'll think, oh, I didn't realize that before. I never thought of that. I better discover more about this. I don't want to be cruel on purpose. So that's my goal, lifelong goal, is to create that sort of metamorphosis or to, to just plant the seeds or create epiphanies, which I like to call vegan epiphanies. Vegan epiphanies. <laughs> you know, I heard you say when you were in that, you know, that those chicken farmed buildings when you were nine, when you look to the adult 
to stop the abuse and they were unable to for whatever reason, you know. It feels like you decided on some level, you know, some subconscious, unconscious level that you were going to be that adult for many children. Well, I don't want anyone to feel powerless. I was powerless as a child. Um, there was a lot of animal abuse around me. We lived in Ontario housing in, in Canada, Toronto, uh, Glendower, and there was a lot of abuse around me, humans and non-humans, that I couldn't do anything about. Uh, being just a child, uh, when I say that, being just a child, this is before a mass communication became so easy with videos and getting the message out. And uh, really, the I didn't have any examples of anyone that was helping animals really around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was um, helpless and hopeless at, at certain points where I couldn't stop my dog being given away when I was at school who was formerly in a in a basement and not a not ever brought out when I was in fifth grade or something. So there was things that happened that that were like nightmarish um, that I couldn't do anything about. And it's it kind of underlined the fact that when I could do something about it, nothing was going to stop me. No ridicule, no, no teasing no you know bullying at school or i was called animal crackers because people thought i was a, a little obsessed <laughs> they still do uh, so so yeah i think it really did have an effect on me and as it it has done and is currently having an effect on everyone who discovers what they didn't realize before so it's like opening a Pandora's box, really. You can't put, put it back in and you can't forget once you know the level of suffering that is happening right now as we are talking. So um, I really uh, endeavor to give the best tools to people that will empower them to reach others. So that's... That's why the Animal Hero Kids Voices for the Voiceless book is really almost like a humane education guide as well. If anyone wants to go and in, in their local area and tell stories from this book, no one can fault these heartwarming stories of youth rescuing all species of animals. There's nobody that can say, oh, you're a vegan crazy animal rights activist, get out of the library. <laughs> They can't do that because you're rejoicing and you're fostering self-esteem and you're promoting critical thinking. And I mean, I love going into schools and teaching first graders new words like whistleblower, you know, <laughs> from from stories where where kids their age was were a whistleblower, you know. So and then the Veganza Animal Heroes, then this book is more for teens because it's like a a novel that they call a graphic novel which does not mean graphic like horrific 
but evidently it's illustrated. I'm learning still. And uh, so it has rescues in there. Like there's a rescue by the Vegans Animal Heroes where the pelicans rescue Lolita, who has been uh, captive for 54 years, true story. And um, there's also uh, vegan recipes and how to go vegan. And so this is for really adults as well, because it has those frequently asked questions you get asked by uh, people uh, like, for instance, what about the starving children? And uh, if we stopped eating animals, wouldn't wouldn't we be overrun with animals? So it, it really is like an, a guide as well. It's And it is uplifting because I do think that um, vegan activists and people that are vegan with their families and their workplace, they need, they do need support because sometimes um, it's a lonely world. I mean, it's not as lonely as when I became vegan in 1985. If I ever went to like a vegan event, I would know everybody in the room. It was the same 70 people you know, <laughs> every time. And I, I still recall going to the first event where I only knew a handful of people. And, and I thought, oh, this is it. This is change. It's, it's happening. And it really is happening, you know. So it really is happening. And you've been yeah. happening for a long time. How long have you been involved and promoting and, and being such a living force for Animal Hero Kids? Well, it's so funny because that day when I was at the chicken hatchery, the workers were on their break. And I actually said to them outside, because I was living in Toronto, Canada at the time. And I said to them, this was in New Yorkshire, how terrible it is what that I didn't know all the chicks were being killed. I did tell them that. And uh, I couldn't not say anything, you know, to them. They were on the break having cigarettes outside and my I was there all day with my aunt. And they said, well, do you know what Canada does? And I said, no, Canada clubs baby seals. And, and I thought, they do? I didn't know that. And they were clubbing baby seals and they still do. Um, and so then I ended up investigating that and in seventh grade at John Buchan Senior, John Buchan's, what do they call it? Junior high school. That's what they called it. I don't know what they call it now. They probably call it middle school, but then they called it John Buchan Junior High School. I organized a walkout against the seal clubbing. So uh, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So that was like, uh, that was kind of a, that felt quite powerful when the teachers didn't even try to stop us, stop me. And they were just like, I guess shocked. I don't know, because <laughs> I had it all at a certain time. And, you know, through the great brine, we said, uh, okay, at this time, we're all gonna walk out. And, uh, and I started it and then everybody followed and then people saw us in the hallways and they followed and, and it was all to protest the seal killing. And, um, and it was much easier than I thought it was to mobilize people against animal cruelty because, you know, I always felt like apart from, you know, as so many of us 
uh, did, I think, in those early years when we were the lone voice in the room. So, so that was an important lesson that we can, you know, just hatch a plan, plan it, take the steps, organize, and be be successful. Yeah. And you don't need a lot of money to do that, really, though it does help. <laughs> so funding is, is, is always a struggle for nonprofits. We're all volunteer, beinganimalhero.org. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I have, I still have these dreams. I'm going to be 64 shortly. And I still have the dream of having my own education center that our school field trips for, for children where they can meet some rescued animals, not a lot. So I keep it like easy to handle. And also they have interactive presentations, art activities, a vegan lunch, and it's a whole school field trip where we afford we can afford to pay for the bus transportation. So I still have that. I still have a lot to accomplish, let's say. Well, we might need to join forces because Dr. Salesh Rao is wanting an education system for yes. you know, young children all the way up through university. And yeah. I did an interview with Keith Tucker who started Hip Hop is Green. And oh, he yes. has an amazing education program yeah. with the children. They're, yeah, they're in New York, and right? Yeah. Planting yeah. trees. Yeah. So they're doing yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. He, he's really done a lot of good work. And there's another example of someone just deciding, okay, what can I do? And then planning it and doing it and being effective and reaching the pre-vegans. And that's what, that's who we need to reach. We don't need to reach each other so much, though it's nice to have support and for people to help. That's very nice. Um, but generally our message needs to reach the pre-vegans in a way that's not, you know, where they say, oh, you know, get away from me. <laughs> With love, you know, we're just entering with love. You know, that's our entry point. You know, I love yes. kids like like there's no tomorrow, but they're not being raised vegan. And what I can do is I can make sure that when I'm caring for them, we only eat vegan food, and it's the hottest conversation for them. Like they're four and six, and they're it, they always are asking questions, and that's what it's about. It's about bringing truth and love forward, and and going. Yeah. Yes. Now this. This picture book is good for them. That's their that's their age, and that's the Veganza Animal Hero. And um, there's all this big brouhaha over the first uh, mermaid that's out now. That's but we had the first mermaid who's also vegan. Uh, that is a su vegan superhero years ago, and she teamed up with Veganza to rescue all the animals and this is a this is a good age a children's picture book you know that uh that is beautifully illustrated oh it's and, beautiful where are yeah. you available season can people order the them books, the, yeah, the, books, the books are on our website and on amazon and also if if someone is a teacher or someone 
has a connection with their local library or Girl Scout troop or Boy Scout troop or that that has a or foster group home because this this one has a foster group home teen in it um phoenix oops if i can show that and um she uh she actually teams up with the heroes the veganza animal heroes um so if anybody has connections and they would like us to send them a book then we would send that book to them for free if you, as long as they pay for postage would be helpful. But other than that, we'll send the book for free. And then they can send us a picture or, or something where they're giving the book to, to the school library or, yeah, and then it will join. Because our mission with the books and the films that we do is to get them in out there as much as possible. So, what was wonderful is I had a call from a small town in Alaska, a mother who, whose uh, daughter saw this book in the school library. I'm not the local library, not even the school library, like a small town way out in Alaska. Wow. And she, yeah, she wanted to help sled dogs, but she didn't know about the other animals and, um, she re refused to return the book to the library. <laughs> so we mailed her one because I, you know, that's reasonable. <laughs> so, uh, so you never know who might, uh, who might be empowered or who might feel hopeful that, oh, look, there's somebody looks just like me that um, is doing something. So I can too. So in, I, we also have a university uh, right now, a university level or adult film that's a documentary. And that's The Heart Whisperer. And I'll send you the poster so you could put it there and, um, or here, whatever. <laughs> and uh, The Heart Whisperer is a 16 and a half minute original short documentary that has been curated by Sean Munson, who is the Earthlings filmmaker. And um, he has taken some, uh, all sorts of old news clips from, from Canada, um, CBC and so on, and uh, created this documentary called The Heart Whisperer. And we screen it for free at universities. And I come, I attend in person or on a virtually, to lead a discussion, how far have we come in our treatment of animals? And has anybody learned anything that they didn't know before this film? And hands down, uh, people are shocked at what happens to chickens and hatcheries. We were at an animal, it was actually a university for law students. Nobody knew about that. So that's what it's all about is just opening people's minds and hearts to how they can be heroes to all species of animals. <laughs> Hence the new name, be an animal hero. <laughs> Everyone welcome. Yes. 
we were we were uh, at Climate Healers and the grandmothers. We were going to invite you to screen the Heart Whisperer for our next convergence on the fifth and sixth of August and do a little Q and A because I would love to do that. I was actually looking for that email and all the emails, and I had actually sent a message to uh, Dr. Rayo. Like I have, I have lost this message. Can you just tell me where I can find it? So. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, we We'd will get these to, to you and we will be able to um, share that screening the heart whisperer. What a beautiful, what a beautiful title. What a beautiful yes. title. Whispering yes. to another's heart, helping us remember that we're caretakers, right? Yeah. And, and people, people don't want to be cruel. They mm -hmm. don't. If you ask someone, are you cruel to animals? Would you stop someone from harming a dog if you saw that happening in the sidewalk, on the sidewalk in front of you? Would you stop it? And they all say yes. I mean, I've been in situations where, where um, regular people, Americans, uh, actually defended me when I was in the middle of helping an animal. That so complete strangers stepped up to say, hey, you know, she's doing the right thing and, and you're not. And, and I think that if people, once people know what is actually happening to animals in slaughterhouses and in transport trucks and in all these closed, uh, uh, far away places, then they're, they're definitely going to cease their support of it, their financial support of it. So, because people do generally, they like to think of themselves as kind. Mm -hmm. And they are kind, mm -hmm. really, often. So uh, I think it's important, Monique Martinez, who is our wonderful artist for the Veganza Hero series, mm -hmm. um, she always says she remembers when she was not vegan. So... Um, so when she's talking to people, she remembers that she has not been vegan the whole time. And she was oblivious. She never thought of it. Then once she discovered it, that was it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, how, so can I, we, how can people support? How can the grandmother support the bee? Well, um, the uh, what would really, well, there's a, a few things. Um, we're always looking for volunteers that um, that could even help like share our social media posts on groups. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, there's different programs that we're doing. Like if anybody has any contacts at universities, if they could introduce us to them in order to screen the heart whisperer at their university. And we would um, arrive with bearing vegan food, free vegan food. And if it was virtual, we'd, we'd arrange it however possible um, for the after the film and after the discussion to have the vegan fair. And uh, sharing social media posts seems like a, a simple thing to do, but it's when you're all volunteer and you might not have the time to do that yourself what ends up happening is your your social media sort of stays at the same level you know you're not really growing because 
you're not putting that much time and effort into it. And anyone that's a videographer, photographer, graphic designer, artist, sewer, a seamstress that can that can sew capes, for instance, um, that's part of our uh, our kit to to kids that want to join our Animal Hero crew. And um, there we have, if you go on our website, beananimalhero.org, and look at the Animal Hero crew, you'll see all of the youth that are part of Animal Hero Kids, soon to be Be an Animal Hero. <laughs> Anyone that is good at PR or um, that would be really, you know, helpful at this point because uh, we need to get the message out. And I'm pretty experienced at news releases for actions, having been an activist for so long. Um, but as far as book promotion and uh, film promotion, that's a whole other ball game, really. So any help with that? And of course, if anybody has land in Florida, uh, I'm going to ask for everything. Ask for it all. Then, then, then uh, that would be really helpful because I have uh, had, I've been involved with education centers before, but it's been what I think of as not consistent animal groups, whereas they want to have a barbecue for a fundraiser and it's not vegan barbecue, you know, like I, so I, I've never really had that. And it's so important because currently we do not have an alternative to SeaWorld, to um, circuses, to fair life, that the, all of these dairy farms that have kids come on where they learn how it's necessary to take the baby from the mother because the mother might harm them. And same with the, 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 the stalls, why they have to put pigs in stalls and, and uh, they are, and the 4-H club, we don't have a bricks and mortars field alternative that is accessible to in the, the populated areas of like the Palm Beach County School District is where I am. So, uh, so, so if anybody's watching that has the resources or might know someone that has a land in Palm Beach County, you know, help, help us make our dream come true and help a lot of animals. Because this is how you help animals. You prevent animal abuse. You foster empathy so people cannot be cruel to animals. That's the only way that we're going to stem the onslaught really the running tap of animal abuse we have to turn it off the tap otherwise we're just running around getting little little buckets little cups we have to stop it at its source and that is fostering empathy and in a big way and i believe that an education center uh, is one of the ways to do that because of course with social media and the kids coming there and it it just spawns it would spawn a whole you know circle that reaches all over. And the same with the books, really, the books and the films have the capacity and the potential to reach many people. So you asked. 
Thank you. And, and whoever's listening, please, please join forces. One of the things I was thinking of, I went to the first wellness center I went to when I became vegan was Hippocrates Health Institute, and it's in West Palm Beach, Florida. And even um, them, you know, doing some pro bonos and allowing you to do some events there would be great, you know, like to bring in the families maybe of all the people that are there healing cancer and, mm -hmm. and, um, and diabetes and other other things that are that can yeah. be through food so yes yes well thank you so much susan and so people can reach you at beananimalhero.org and um i know that you work tirelessly you're you're like our eyelash rouse of the world and dr will tuttle who you know they never they never stop sharing the message so thank you susan for being one of those people that that seen and cared at nine and started forming your own groups of, of people to protest against the cruelty to animals. And, and, and anyone can help. Any, anyone can, can help. Uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing that the, the power we have at our fingertips today with social media and the internet. And so anyone can get the message out there. You never know what might resonate with people. So anyone can can do this to be a hero to all species of animals. And I use that be a hero because it's again attractive to the mainstream or the pre-vegans. So it's not just something I'm, you know, pulling out of the air because I like the sound of it. It's it's an actual you know, tactic, <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> so thank you for your work. Susan. Thank you so much. And I'm a, I'm one of your million uh, dog mothers. I'll, I'm joining <laughs> as a dog mother. So yes. And an honorary grandmother, vegan grandmother with all the children you have mentored and, and were able to have a huge impact the way with that unconditional love of a grandmother, but also maybe a little bit more, you know, um, ability to shift the family because of everything that you bring to the table. So thank you very much, Susan. Thank you so much. Lovely to speak with you. Lovely. Okay.